This week on the Fickle Fan Podcast, we talk a little fight for the fallen. We also get into some New Japan wrestling, the G1 matches that's going on. We talk a little Raw Smackdown review. How did WWE fare for this week? Did they set up good matches for SummerSlam? And there may be a lost recording of a concerned fan who really misses Sasha Banks that someone sent in. All this and much, much more coming up on Fickle Fan Podcast, episode 16. Fickle! They cheer him one minute, they don't care the next. Fickle! Fickle! Uh, I was proven uh, right about these fans yeah, being yeah. fickle. Hey yo, it's J.M. and Yeezy. We watch wrestling weekly. I style it stone cold like Stevie. Believe me. I said believe me. Keep it so breezy. We make another show's uneasy when we come around. When we step behind the mic, awesome reactions with the fans every night. Like the man when she graces the ring. J.M. Yeezy Fickle Fan Podcast. Now I mean. Fickle! 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 Welcome ladies and gentlemen to the 16th edition of the Fickle Fan Podcast. We have Yiski here. JM in the building. What up, though? It's your boy, Duke, coming at you from the SmackDown Live. I'm not even live on SmackDown, but, you know, I just thought I'd throw that in there. If you live well, on SmackDown, you about an hour after, brother. <laughs> you still in the stands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still in the stands. But, but you will be close in about three weeks. When yes, SmackDown sir. Live comes to Detroit pre-SummerSlam. I'm going there right. just what to up, uh, shake shake uh, Bailey hand, and when I get some Bailey hand juice on my knuckles, <laughs> I'm going to uh, sell it on the internet for like five dollars. That's creepy, but somebody got to make this money somehow. <laughs> you gonna say what's up to Kyrie Sane? You know that's if she on TV. She was on TV tonight, but uh. You know, that might not be guaranteed in three weeks. Well, listen, I mean, uh, you got backstage pass, and, you know, you got backstage privileges. So I, I figure, you know, you should just say what's up and come out to your seat. You know, say what's up to Vince if you back there. You know, I might wear like my purple baller suit um, <laughs> just, to, just to try to impress her. We're, we're, we'll cross that bridge when the bridge Make sure you crossing. wear them. Make sure you wear purple gaiters with that. <laughs> All right. Do I put one gold tooth in or two? <laughs> <laughs> put the two, the double gold tooth, boy. And just make sure you don't wear a white shirt so they can't see your AEW shirt underneath. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so this week we had a very busy weekend of uh, wrestling. Almost to the point of exhaustion. I know probably, uh, well, I didn't watch all of it, but Duke watched all of it, so he might be a bit exhausted tonight. Uh, we had the New Japan uh, G1 Climax continuation. We had Evolve 131. We had AEW's Fight for the Fallen. And then we have Extreme Rules. So let's start off with uh, New Japan G1 Climax. Duke, I know you watched it. What was your take on it? So... Um, as of now, we're, when we're recording, uh, kind because apparently Japan thought it was cool to stream uh, the third night during Extreme Roars and then the fourth night while I was at work. So, Japan, we kind of beefed out about that. <laughs> but man, like I'm watching the third night, so the night from Sunday or the night that took place during Extreme Roars. And the thing I gotta say is, it looks like Hideo Itami hates. And as I'm speaking, he just beat Hiroshi Tanahashi by 
put a sleep to the face, and I just want to say I love Japan wrestling. <laughs> so you went from <laughs> you you beefed out to you love Japan wrestling. Exactly. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying I'm beefed out because you know y- y'all can't just be streaming whenever y'all decide to stream. Y'all stream when I'm at home, not doing nothing. <laughs> they gonna stream. They streaming that sucker at uh two o'clock in the morning. Exactly. Like I'm not I'm not awake. I got work in the morning. Hashi just gave uh I mean Kenta or Hideo Itami just gave a great go to sleep to just the uh Japanese John Cena and I approve of that. So I I'll forget all is forgiving. All is forgiving. All right, so that was probably you're watching night three, right? Yep, it looks like that's night three. So I didn't see night four, so a bunch of craziness I'm probably missing out on, which I apologize about. But you know, it's Gene One. Oh, I guess you can watch it after you finish recording. Actually, about to start it right now. Starting night four. Okay. Well, don't get too distracted. (laughs) I won't. I won't. (laughs) He gonna pop for something. (laughs) Yeah. If Uh, you hear me, if you this is awesome. like you horrible fans was doing oh my god doing raw right. please forgive me now let's move on to evolve 131 uh he had a lot of infusion of nxt talent on that show as it was uh set to counter program supposed counter program against um aew's fight for the fallen how did you like the evolve 131 duke it was good man like it's somewhat Evolve got some amazing talent, and I gotta find out a way for me to be able to start keeping up with what those guys is doing in Evolve. Like Jay, bro, it was one spot, a Spanish fly power bomb, and I don't know how you could do that, but they did it. <laughs> oh, that's crazy, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy, and uh, like. They just got so many great talent. They got so many great NXT level talent, if not main roster talent, that I just want to make sure that I'm supporting them by watching them based off of nefarious means. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, like, yeah, Evolve was a great show. It was a little, probably a little bit better than Fighter Fest because every match besides the women's match, the women's match lost my interest. Every match was great, um, and it was shorter than Fighter Fest. Fighter Fest felt like I was watching WrestleMania. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. you mean fight, you mean fight for the fallen? Oh yeah, fight fight for the fallen. You know, oh, Cody would be very upset at you. Yes, he would. See, look, it's too close. Why I don't work for Cody. I work for Vince. <laughs> Vince pays me well, and Vince McMahon is uh, a great booker. <laughs> great booker. Yeah, we appreciate you coming on the show, making your lunch money for the week too. <laughs> yeah, you know that two fifty go a long way. <laughs> I'm still trying to see if I can get a raise though. So, so I'm guessing from your feedback that WWE or Evolve won the battle against AEW, based on your comments. Well, I would still give it to um, Fighter Fight for the Fallen because uh, at the end of the day. It kept my attention more than Evolve did, but if I gave if I gave an equal watching 
to uh fight for the fuck I, I cannot talk today sorry i'm botching but one take is all we're doing <laughs> uh, if i gave equal attention to evolve like i did uh fight for the fallen then i would probably give it to evolve i'm just saying based off of what i saw of evolve every match that i saw and every spot that i saw it looks like evolve was the better show okay so now let's talk about fight for the fallen i know you watched it I watched, well, let's just say by the time I turned it on, it was uh, the Lucha Brothers versus the uh, uh, SoCal uh, SCU. Um, what was your take on AEW on that match? The uh, the thing I did like was kind of the setup and how close some of the fans were, especially in a lot of the camera shots. Um, yeah, like I... I- to smack through our podcast shout out to them was saying that they wasn't really feeling the uh the setup i really appreciated the setup because like the arena looked full and um it wasn't like how it was with new japan where like they was in a forty thousand or twenty thousand seated arena and they only felt about four thousand seats in a big arena and what they filled up they made it look like it was filled four even though they did a full fill that big of a number I gotta say, Fight for the Fallen is probably my favorite AEW show out of all of them. Uh, simply based off of the uh, Kenny Omega versus Seema match, because it was a lot of, like, I was Seema as a wrestler, but after that match, I could see that this man could go. And uh, the Rhodes Brothers versus the Young Bucks. I personally, that match touched me not because they did anything extravagant, but because it was literally, and I don't even think this was on purpose, but it was the WWE style versus the Ring of Honor style. Style versus the uh, I'm gonna ground you and put you in a headlock for 30 minutes style. And I just thought that was very uh, great storytelling holding that match and i really appreciated it so i watched uh i started watching um, when i saw the lucha brothers i watched probably most of the kenny omega match against sema then the young buck started and i got really bored so i left <laughs> and didn't come back to it so i don't know what it is uh i don't know the young bucks just don't i don't get the young bucks I know a lot of some people, some wrestling fans don't get the unbox either. I definitely don't get Cody and Dustin Rhodes. And I think my hardest problem watching any of these AEW shows is that there's no really build for these matches. Yeah. So I don't like, I don't even know why Young Bucks are fighting Cody and Dustin. I mean they're executive vice presidents for the company. And yeah. I don't know why they decide to put themselves in a match because they publicly announce themselves, call themselves as executive vice presidents, and yet they wrestle against each other in the main event of their shows. Well, it was done, I mean, based off of the story, it was done because, like, you know, it was just like a friendly rivalry. See who could be cool. And then Cody decided to get Dustin as his tag team partner, and the Young Bucks was like, oh, you're getting Dustin? Well, let's make fun of you. So it became personal after that point. I came up to you and I was like, I need a brother. 
uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it was because, uh, I, I mean, I was making fun of Cody and Dustin, and but just making fun of them. So Cody and Dustin was like, oh, people are making fun of us now because the Young Bucks all made fun of us. Then let's make this fight a little bit more personal. And you don't see that all of that interaction unless you watch our three of their YouTube channels. Cody Rhodes YouTube channel on the Young Bucks YouTube channel and some of AEW's content. You won't see all of that unless you you're subscribed to. So basically, YouTube. they're building it up on their uh, on their YouTube channels. Exactly. Okay. And a lot of people don't got time to watch these at least thirty minutes of footage every week to see what's going on with. Uh, to build up for all these shows you're I barely had build- time to do it you talking about being the elite yeah being the elite and Cody Rhodes channel uh, the nightmare family okay yeah I've never watched their YouTube channel I have not I uh, I was going to at one point but it's just it's a lot man to keep up with all this stuff like you said it's just the timing factor and like I'm, I'm over here stretching out uh, like G1 Climax. They just did two shows in a row, and that's impossible. Only WWE, the greatest company of all, uh, can do stuff like that. Um, and going back to a fight for the Fallen, another match I really appreciated was Hangman Page versus uh, Jabroni number seven. Number seven can go, man. He is a good wrestler. I don't know who he is. I don't know where he comes from, but he's great. So I'm sorry that I'm disrespecting you by calling you a Tavroni, but you're only a Tavroni because I, I never heard of you before. But I want to make sure that I know who you are in the future based off of what you did with Hangman Page. And Hangman Page, I'm officially sold on you. You're the second coming of JBL. And I think that you got a bright future ahead of you. Yeah, he's probably, uh, he probably going to be the inaugural AEW champion. I wouldn't, wouldn't even doubt that. I, I still think it's a go to Chris Jericho because, you know, Yiski made the great, great point that, uh, you know, Chris Jericho is going to bring more t- uh, more eyes on the, uh, the TV yeah. at the end of the day. Plus, he can chase. But Hangman Page, man, you you can go. And, uh, you know, I love how you move. I love how stiff you are. And uh, I love how you just took that beating from Chris Jericho. This man had a black eye. He was cut up pretty bad from what Chris, the beating he took from Chris Jericho, and it just sold the story for me. Now, I just took a look at the uh, Being the Elite uh, YouTube views. So their episode, I think yesterday, had 238,000 views. But that pales to our truth invading Drake Maverick's hotel room at 1.6 million views. <laughs> so. Now, now the one thing I did appre- I did appreciate about AEW was the uh, it was one of the buy-in matches uh, with uh, our friend Dr. Britt Baker, also known as the girlfriend of Adam Cole. Yes, and uh, she had a quite comical botch. Where she uh, went for a hot tag, but she ran to the wrong corner, and then had the charge back to the opposite corner on the tag, and then she got rewarded later with a bad concussion. By wow! Me. So she pulled an Eva Marie. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I think it was very bad because she was on the other side of the ring, 
came running, like, I mean, charging to that ring. And then it's like, got there and like, oh, wrong one. And then I think got redirected to the opposite corner. So. But just happened everywhere. But I don't know if she got kicked in the head first or is that pre-kicked in the head or post-kicked in the head. But evidently she's got a severe concussion now. I'm sorry to hear that. But you know, look, Dr. Britt Baker, I work in the medical field. I don't work in a dentist's office. But if you're looking for medical talent, um, if as long as Vince McMahon is okay with it, I'm just saying, my resume is at nd.com at uh, swaggerboy77. And uh, if you're looking for a great uh, medical talent, please hit me up. I'm sure she'll have uh, somebody by the name of Adam Cole, baby, be yeah. our interview person. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So when did they, is the Nick, oh. Is Cody Rhodes and Goldust referred to as the Brotherhood? I honestly don't know. I've just been calling them the Rhodes Bros. Rhodes Bros. I guess, oh, I guess, oh, no. Okay. I think that's from WWE. Okay. Anyhow, so, you know, going into the weekend, I mean, I think a lot of people thought that AEW Fight for the Fallen was going to be the best wrestling event of the weekend. And yet, somehow, Vince McMahon. Pulls a rabbit out of his hat when you least expect it. And out they churn extreme rules. I know most of us didn't have a lot of hype uh, interest going in for a lot of the matches, especially the Undertaker-Roman Reigns match. But boy, did they ever deliver on pretty much almost the entire card in every match uh, throughout the card. So... What was your appreciation coming out of the Extreme Rules? And do you think it was the best? Well, I guess, JM, you definitely think it was the best because it's the only one you watched. Um, Duke, was it the best show that you watched this weekend? Uh, uh, I would say, yeah, because the only match that I didn't care for was the Bobby Lashley versus Braun Strowman match. And I went there to the Roman Reigns and Undertaker tag team match thinking that uh, it wasn't going to be that great, but I came out of it like, this is awesome! And uh, Extreme Rules, even when it died down for, uh, at the last half of the show, when the fans died down, I still appreciated it. Yeah. And, and I mean, just talk about the Undertaker match. I mean, most of us kind of put the nail in the coffin. We're like, we never want to see The Undertaker again. He could <laughs> wrestle, never wrestle again. And people said, you know, Roman Reigns and Undertaker would never work. And yet they came out smelling like roses. I mean, The Undertaker looked miles faster than he was at Super Showdown. I mean, I mean, outside of a couple, uh, I think, is the clotheslines. I mean, everything else The Undertaker did was great. I mean, some of the, the visuals, especially at the end, when you see Adam, uh, was it Drew McIntyre rising up behind The Undertaker. And right when he's ready to claim more The Undertaker, Roman Reigns comes in and uh, spears him. I mean... Right. The I spot mean, right there was just great. Because, uh, Yiski, you said it uh, when we was watching it live, that... Uh, 
Roman in the take at all. We didn't see him like um, staring at the hard camera, waiting for his spot to happen. Like we just saw him come out of nowhere with, with the spear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That match, um, I I definitely went into it like I um, I don't want to see the Undertaker anymore. And I was one of those ones like this was my least liked match that going into it. And it definitely changed my mind. Um, probably, I would say maybe like five or ten minutes in, or five minutes into that match, probably I was like, "Okay, they got my attention now," and uh, it, it and it did work. Um, Undertaker in a tag team uh, format is probably you know best, uh, depending on you know who his opponent in is in a singles match, but. Um, I like them in this tag team format, especially wrestling Roman, who, you know, we got history with with him, you know, re- quote unquote, retiring him and that whole dynamic. And so um, and I mean, even with with Shane, you know, he got the chemistry with Undertaker. They got a history. Um, Drew got shined. Everybody got over in that match, in my opinion. Um, and so uh, it was. It was. A, it was a great match, man. It was. It was. It was a really great match. I had low expectations for that match going in, but I came out with very high, uh, very high likeness for it. And even at the end, I think the Undertaker actually gave props to Roman, and he mouthed them. I think mouthed the words, "It's your yard now," to Roman uh, as he gave him the pat. Well, getting the rub from Taker, but uh, exactly, he's still gonna get. Booed. Even though uh, tonight is what he did, he got some cheers for that. But anyway, that was pretty loud. No, now let's move back. Actually, let's jump backwards in time to the uh, pre-show because we had uh, a belt title change where he had the IC Championship match where he had Nakamura defeat Finn Balor, and I believe this uh, moves um, at least Nakamura on TV. He is now four and zero or something like that against Finn Balor, undefeated against Finn Balor. Okay, first of all, is is disrespectful for the Intercontinental Championship uh, match to be on the pre-show? Okay, we think about all the history of IC champions that has held that belt, and you're gonna tell me that that championship match is on the pre-show of a pay-per-view? Very disrespectful. Now, with that out the way. That match was a pretty good match. They have, uh, you know, pretty good chemistry in the ring. Um, I think the match between those two could be better. But, you know, I'm sitting here as a non-wrestler saying that about two very, very excellent pro wrestlers. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt what I'm saying. But as a fan, I know that these two and with their history and their athleticism and what they bring to the table can put on an epic classic match. And uh, that wasn't it, but it was a good match for what it was. Um, pretty short, though. Um, I think they got into the match into, like, the meat of their match pretty uh, quick. Uh, wasn't really any, like, um, build-up to a crescendo, so to speak. So, uh, yep. But. Yeah, we were talking about that. Like, uh, it's weird because it's, like, this is more dope, which happens later tonight. This man, Kofi Kingston, almost got his middle finger broken off by a stair. Um, and both wrestlers to be tired during that match. But when you look at Shinsuke Nakamura versus Finn Balor, 
eight. I don't even know what I just said, but basically, top tier wrestlers be tired after ten minutes to the point where if one finish, where one or two finishers can knock them out. Mm-hmm. It's just weird to watch. It's like it's wrestling at the end of the day, so you just gotta take it with a grain of salt. But still, it's like it just it do, it just doesn't seem right. Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, be their fan battle in a 10 minute match when these guys have fought before and that time and even on Smackdown I think they went over 10 minutes so well I, I think as long as he gets his Kinshasa and he got him in the back of the head and then the front so Kinshasa so <laughs> I, I can buy that I can buy that and it looks like they're uh, we'll talk about it next when we talk to their summer sound road so it looks like that was a very quickie little quick series of matches and now they're on their separate paths to SummerSlam. Bye. So our next match is the Cruiserweight Championship match. We had Drew Gulak, uh, Drew Gulak uh, retain against Tony Nese. Any a, comments on that match? That was a great match. It was a great match. Uh, you know, Tony Nese could go, but Drew Gulak, I guess because I understand him and I've every time he's on TV, I just happen to see I uh, think that Tony Nese carried that match. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, not Tony Nese. Drew Gulak carried that match, and uh, Tony Nese was just there just to do flips. I'm not hoping Tony Nese is going to stack it, up, step it up in terms of his character. Like he needs to be a little bit more than just athletic man with a six fat six pack. Yeah. Um... That's uh, I mean, you know, the two hundred five guys always do their thing, man. It's, it's always an exciting match between you know and two hundred five guys, and those two, um, you know, we've seen it a couple of times before with those guys, and um, they did what they could in the slot that they got. Uh, hopefully, one day, you know, two hundred five will get off the pre-show, but uh, in this case, you know, they were on it, and uh, they did their thing in this match. I really liked that. Really liked the match. I actually forgot that that match was going to happen. Uh, but when I seen it, I'm like, okay, I already know that they're gonna, they're gonna uh, tear the house down, and they did it. Yeah. They did a good job. Right. And the hard part, the hard part is when you we talked about the IC match and this cruiserweight match. It's actually not that easy if you were to look at the full card and tell me which matches you would put on the pre-show instead of it. Right. It's only because about two matches that you could really substitute out of it which is the kevin Owens owens versus Dolph ziggler and the uh bobby lasky not, versus Braun Strowman. yeah but not for what they were gonna do because that was the storyline you couldn't do that in the pre-show exactly what kale, what kale did and then Strowman lashley i think the fans were the fans were really into that match we'll get to it later and i think those are names that would draw people to watch even if the match was bad, there's probably a lot of people who want to get these hands while they just watch whatever Strowman does, even if he does the same thing over and over again. They're still popping big for that. So we move on. We actually go into the show. We had no holds bar. We talked about that match. Uh, then we had the Raw Tag Team Championship match where the Revival was able to defeat the Usos to retain. How did you like that one? That was a dope match. Oh. Uh- or what all took place during that match, but I, well, what really got me, what really popped me, was the finish of that match. 
did something to one of the Usus and they set the other Us up for a shadow machine and it just happened all in one smooth motion and I just thought that was perfect. Yeah, the chemistry between them two, we already know that they can go and, um, you know, they, they, this is the, according to Dawson, this is the third match for them that they've had in just normal tag team, uh, you know, situations. And uh, all three matches they had, you know, are all great matches between them. Um, you can always expect a, a great match between these two teams. Uh, Usos, we know, is one of the best, if not the best tag team in the world. Uh, the top guys think they're the best tag team in the world, and so uh, when you got two uh, two teams like that that has that um, that confidence like that, and I'm sure they got much respect for each other for what they do. Two different styles of what they do, uh, but it mesh meshes well, and this this match was 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 a uh, was a great match. Yeah. But, but of course, we had Michael Cole overselling it as the greatest rivalry. Tag team. Yeah, greatest rivalry, and they only had three matches. Like, come on, bro. Like, like I can think of like five Uso uh, feuds that's been better than this one so far. Like, I, I don't pay you enough for this. All right, let's move on to our next match. We have the re re debut of Alistair Black. He uh, goes against uh, Cesaro after waiting. For weeks and weeks in a dark room, and he finally defeats Cesaro. Um, that was a uh, that was a great match too between those two. I, I like those two going up against each other, and obviously this is the this is the first time we've seen this, right? Between those two, uh, they might have had a uh, NXT a in evolve. I mean, in evolve. Evolve. Okay. Well, on WWE programming, uh, it's the first time. And so, uh, you know, similar, similar builds as far as, you know, height, size, Cesaro might be a tad bit bigger, maybe an inch or two taller, but uh, they fit very well. Also two different styles, obviously, you know, Alistair Black with the, you know, martial arts and uh, what you call, um, what you call like MMA style type background with his stuff. And Cesaro is just strong. I mean, that dude can do a whole, (laughs) that dude. That dude can just, do, I mean, I don't really know even how to describe it. That guy is just, he's ridiculous at what he can do in the ring. Plus, just athletic. I mean, that dude can, I mean, he's just jumping off the ropes and mid, second rope, top rope, uh, all the stuff, different slams that he do, uh, uppercuts. Just, he's just crazy. So, those styles fit well. Um, and, uh, you know, that's an exciting rivalry that can go uh, the distance if they, you know, do that right. Right. Yeah, I, I like that. Well, it yeah, looks Cesar like, got that. Yeah, go ahead, Duke. Yeah. To say Cesar just got that old man strength where you uh, where you just uh, you see an old man and you gotta shake his hand, but you know when you shake his hand, he gonna have the strength of the American military from <laughs> Vietnam. Yeah, come on, young buck. Guy. Come on, young <laughs> right. buck. Put it, put it shake there. Shake my hand. Yeah, it's like, man, you better let go of my hand before I put oh, you in the hospital. That's a that's a strong handshake right there. <laughs> <laughs> right there, young blood. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, man, you better go back to the Vietnam with all that. <laughs> that's that Cesaro strength. <laughs> I, I was very impressed by uh, Cesaro when um, Alistair Black went up to the top and tried to do Meteora on Cesaro, and Cesaro basically caught him on his shoulders, 
and then European yeah. uppercut them. Yeah. It was smooth motion. So many great European uppercuts. Like those were probably the best European uppercuts known to man. <laughs> I mean, I think Cesaro is going to be like the next guy when Vince or whoever decides to actually finally push him to the moon. I mean, the yeah. fans are, fans appreciate when you have these feats of strength, especially when you're not as big as Braun Strowman and you're able to do Braun-like stuff. Yep. Uh, he can. Uh, he could be huge, man. Him uh, being the next agenda Mahar in a good way uh, for <laughs> SmackDown. <laughs> yeah. But, but in a weird way, once again, we know we've been used to WWE rewriting matches over and over and over again. And once again, it looks like these two guys are headed on their own separate paths to SummerSlam as well. Right. Weird. So moving on to our next match. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we had Bailey defeat Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. So you said fortunately? Unfortunately. unfortunately. Very unfortunately. I think I heard you say fortunately. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was unfortunate, but it moved me to buy Alexa Bliss shirt. So it was all it worked out. For like her struggle as a woman to not be able to beat such a beautiful and powerful woman such as Bailey? No, it's all book. We all know. I mean, <laughs> if you were to take all three of them, the real winner would be Alexa because she's probably got the biggest mean streak out of all three of them yeah, in true. real life. Really, no, Bailey looked like one of those girls that's like that act nice, but it's really mean and will hurt your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Alexa Bliss is a genuine, nice person. She might be, yeah, she might be a really nice person. Um, so what did you think about that? And then, and, and still, this entire thing, like pre show before this, we had the Street Profits run into Alexa and Nikki Cross. Well, <laughs> the street street profits are hilarious, man. Uh, I I I just I want to see them on a main roster match at some point. Can I see them against the Usos? But that's that's neither here nor there. Um, the, the running into them was pretty hilarious. because uh, the street profits always keep it always keep it one hundred, always keep it live. Um, but the 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 match was pretty good. Um, I'm just, I haven't been a fan of Bailey's title run, um, at all, but I do like the, I do like the chemistry between Nikki and, uh, uh, between Nikki and Alexa, um, still don't know, you know, where that's going, but the match itself, um, they had a couple of, you know, a couple of good spots, uh, Alexa is good in the ring, obviously we talked about her, uh, the, uh, the finishing move with the Twisted Bliss. Um, that she that she does, which is always a a, a wonder to see, and um, you know, I mean, it was good for what it was. No, I know, Jam, you were very disappointed in the match because you were expecting a certain person's music to hit at some point during the match, and all we got was silence. Yeah, you know, I I um I heard something online about somebody recording stuff about that and said that you know they wished that she was coming out during then um but and i think it's on youtube i heard about it so yeah about this certain person that i won't name uh yeah this uh this uh person i think is actually someone we know and uh it's very uh he may even be here as we speak but you know i'm not gonna 
he tapping into our line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, you gotta we're we're like AEW. You just gotta go check out the YouTube channel, which is I forgot the name of our YouTube channel. It's the WWF Anonymous uh YouTube yeah, channel. Yeah, yeah. What he said, what he said. Yeah, and uh you may be able to hear this desperate man's plea for Sasha Banks to come back to the ring. Yes, he sounds very desperate. Uh, but <laughs> yes, uh, I personally thought that it could happen, and it did not happen. I was, but before that, I had told y'all that I set my expectations low because I know WWE. We all know WWE, and we also know our own fantasy booking. So that's what I wanted to happen. Don't necessarily mean. It would happen, even though it would have been a perfect spot for it to, and it didn't. So uh, disappointed, but I moved on. Uh, and you know what? Like I, I felt genuinely positive about this match. Like I thought it was gonna be a match where I can uh, play some uh, Fire Emblem or some Zelda on my phone. Mm-hmm. But it came out way better than I thought. Like I'm happy that Bailey got a win in a handicap match, which is rare. Yeah, it does show that she. It does show her, show she, you know it, it makes her stronger that she exactly. Two like that, that definitely put her over. Like we know Bailey can go in the ring, especially when she gets an opponent like Sasha Banks, who is uh, ignoring us. Um, but like. I know, like survivor's mentality for Bailey in a while, and it finally came out in this match, and uh, it was a great match. Uh, he surprised though. I thought Alexa Bliss was going to turn on Nikki Cross at the end of this match, but it seems like Alexa Bliss genuinely cared for her friend that she's been using for the past couple of weeks, and I thought oh, I, I'm oh. looking forward to seeing what they go do with that. Oh, easy, easy. Nikki say uh, Alexa's not using her. You know, she genuinely has her best interest at heart. And it makes me think maybe she genuinely does have her best interest at heart when she makes her wear Alexa Bliss merchandise. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, so moving on to our next match, we had the uh, Braun Strowman where he was able to defeat Bobby Lashley yet again um, in a last-man-standing match. Uh, To take a term from JR, the legendary JR, it was a slobber knocker, as he would say. Um, Two big guys slugging it out, going at it. Um, They put a lot of effort in, man. I actually personally like this match. Um, The end spot was kind of contrived in my opinion because i mean the big black box sitting there for no apparent reason um and they were going that way we kind of seen it coming but everything before that it was just a slug fest between those two and uh you know that's something that you weren't going to get from any other match but this one so they had a niche for it and they filled that niche between those two and so uh, i i enjoyed that match yeah like uh I did not enjoy the match. I just thought it was a match. Like, all it was was that match felt like every uh, 2K Forest Count Anywhere match I've done in the <laughs> games. Like, oh, look, I'm in the crowd. And the crowd is doing the same generic poses. <laughs> what I did appreciate about that match was the fans. The fans was overhyped about that match. They, mm-hmm. You, you would have thought this was, uh, was Ric Flair 
versus uh, Dragon Steamboat back in the 80s, how right. hot they were. Yep, yep. Uh, then again, you get on Twitter, you get on social media, these same fans that are so hype will probably be the first ones to call that the weakest match of the night. Of course they were. It's, it just goes to show how fickle. Can I get a fickle later in the editing, Jay? Absolutely. The fans are. <laughs> so I, I personally didn't care for the match, but I'm glad that the fans that was watching the match live had fun with it. Yeah. WD did a good job of misleading me to possibly think last three was going to win. So so he kept me on the edge of my seat hoping for that. And then my hope was dashed. By the way, I, I stopped myself from popping. I'm watching the G1 Climax. Um, and uh, this guy named Juice Robinson, which is basically the Dolph Ziggler of New Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't think of my man's name. Uh, he's fighting this guy whose nickname is the Samurai. So... Juice has a move where he throws a stiff left-hand punch similar to the women's right. I was about to say that. Is it the <laughs> women's left? Yeah, basically. Or the juices <laughs> left. Yeah, the juice <laughs> but it's is it, it, Of course. Uh, but the opponent he was fighting blocked it by headbutting his hand. And that oh. was a big spot. Oh. So instead of like punching him in the face uh, or blocking it with his arms. He headbutted it with his head. And the whole match, he's just been headbutting Juice. So it's just kind of fun to watch. Sounds safe. They made it work. Nobody hand is broken. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds safe. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. So we have New Day winning the titles off of Rowan and Daniel Bryan and Heavy Machinery. They all got. How would you like that? that? Yes, they did. All of them. I, I I like that match. Big things for Heavy Machinery, man. If they keep, you know, pushing them like that and putting them in matches on TV, um, it was good for them to be on the pay per view. Obviously, New Day is New Day. They always gonna get pops and do what they do. Um, I like uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan together. Uh, that was a perfect match. And all three of them in the ring brought just different things to the match. Um, we all know Otis and Tuck, man, they bring uh, a lot of comedy relief. But they can go in the ring, too. Two uh, athletic dudes to be so big. And, um, you know, Woods and Woods and Big E uh, together. And it really don't matter. That's why New Day is so unique. Because it doesn't matter which combination of them they are definitely free bird-esque um because it don't matter what combination of the two you get they're going to put on a show uh, yep so I, I i enjoyed that match too how did you like the the finish there because the finish had gave us a little side of the serious angry big e yeah uh i like that man i like i like seeing that every now and then uh, from any one of them because we see that you know subtly sometimes with them um i like an angry Big E telling people to step up sucker like you said, <laughs> like you said sometimes <laughs> come on sucker you know yeah <laughs> like I, I like that Big E. any thoughts duke um yeah I, I gotta say that was my favorite part of the match was when big was it daniel bryan i think uh daniel bryan was giving him these stiff kicks mm-hmm. it looks like daniel bryan was kicking uh smite and he just stepped up to homie like ah give me more and then he it it was uh reminiscent of uh 
when Kofi Kingston was doing that gauntlet match and he was on a five-round winning streak and down, he was like, no, you're going to fight me like a man. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, it, it just kind of reminded me of the good times with Kofi Kingston when he did that. And uh, like, I didn't expect the New Day to come out with the W. Um, they got the win and that's what, their sixth time? They're six-time tag champions right now. Yes, six times, 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 six times. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> they uh, it's just it's it's just amazing that uh, the WWE is still ready to willing to put titles on them, even though they've been champions this often. I was thinking that it was going to be heavy machinery day because there was, you know, WWE been building new talent. Yeah. But heavy machinery, I'm kind of glad they're not tag champions, especially if they keep talking about paying your taxes on time. Like, <laughs> man, get these jabronis yeah. out of here. Not yet. Not yet. Yes. Uh, uh, Tucker, please stop with the 1986 blue collar. Was it blue, blue collar strong? Yeah, blue collar strong. I mean, that's some straight up like I mean generic, you know, eighty-eight WWF Saturday morning eat your Wheaties type situation going on there. Exactly. Like that got Flintstone vitamins written all over <laughs> it. <laughs> like I and I you know, I, I love Otis, I love Tucker. Uh they 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 were hyping NXT. This man Otis, he looks like uh uh what you call that? A British bulldog, a bulldog. <laughs> uh, he looks like a human British bulldog with a uh, bulldog off of Tom and Jerry, and he gyrates just like a dog doing something <laughs> stupid. So I, I I love watching them. Uh, old promo with them, like you know, we're blue collar strong and we like steaks and meat or steaks and beets. Steaks like, and weights, right? <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, go say that for your mama. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but either way, those guys can go in the ring. I love their uh, tag team finishing move, um, it's unique. And Tucker, he even added an extra little splash at the end of it, which makes it even more impactful. And uh, and Brian, it's what can you say that hasn't already been said about them already? They're great. Um, they got great chemistry as a tag team, but New Day got the win, and it was a great match. And I agree. And basically, I, I'm interested to see what Heavy Machinery does with when he runs into the alumni of Raw next week. You know, <laughs> I, I'm not going to say anything because I, I mentioned that in my rant as well. <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll see what I say about that. Not them in particular, just oh, ta- in general, talent yeah. in general. Yes, but I, I think it was a USA Network idea to spike the ratings so they they can tell they can sell the I can sell the commercial time for the fall. Anyway, moving on to the United States Championship match, AJ Styles defeats Ricochet and takes his U.S. Championship belt with minimal club interference. There was some, but not that much. And that was match of the night. And I'm sorry, Yuski, please don't hate me. But uh John Moxley, formerly known as Dean Ambrose, just did his old finishing move at G1 where he used to do a running knee strike. He just did that, and that was pretty cool. <laughs> but <laughs> AJ Styles versus uh Ricochet. 
by the way, there's a track called Wrestle Rap, um, mixed and mastered by JM himself. Well, we're, we're basically going after you, Josiah Williams. You think you're the only one who can rap about <laughs> wrestlers? Your boy Duke got bars too. And you can't expect that to be on this way pretty soon. But <laughs> with that being said... He just uh, got a promo on him, son. <laughs> You know, hey, I got more where that came from. But, you know, we're going to save it. We're going to save it. Uh, <laughs> AJ Styles, man, that match was great. Uh and again, it just came down to that great finish. This man, AJ Styles, did a reverse Styles class off the middle rope on Ricochet after setting Ricochet up in a crazy position. That was sick. And I'm so glad Ricochet knows how to, you know, protect his neck like he the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> right. Everything could have went wrong with that spot, but he still did it safely. And AJ Styles, man, it's like, Every time I think I've seen do, he always proves me wrong. And uh, AJ Styles, you know, he's he still got it, even though he like getting up there in age. AJ Styles is like the professionals professional in so many ways. I mean, he can make somebody that's not really that good in the ring look awesome in the ring, and obviously obviously i'm not talking about ricochet i'm just saying if he was in the ring with somebody that i mean as the saying goes he can wrestle with a broom and make it look good i believe i heard jr say that about him um and uh, you know you got a match with ricochet who's also an awesome talent younger dude and both of them together is going to be fireworks um, wait, wait, but, wait. I'm sorry. I'm tired of people saying this man Ricochet is a younger dude. This man Ricochet is mid 30s. Um, younger than I mean, AJ. Young, younger than AJ. Yeah. <laughs> no. Man, I, once you hit 30 as an athlete, that means, you know. I ain't saying he no young whippersnapper. <laughs> you know, 22. You know, nothing like that. No, younger than AJ. He is. Okay, okay. Yeah. And, <laughs> and to see him do that Styles Clash off the ropes backwards like that, man. It, you know what that made me think about um, when he was about to do the Styles Clash on Ellsworth and he protected him because Ellsworth had his head hanging and it's just stuff like that where he is like a technician when it comes to that stuff and he protects the people in the ring with the stuff that he does and it's probably nobody on this earth that don't want to work with AJ Styles it's just little stuff like that that you see um, with him, that he can do and so when people like you know if they talking in the back or whatever how that works because obviously you know we don't write or mean in the back but assuming this is how it works hey i want to take this spot okay i'm sure anything with aj styles they like that's cool so um i just like the fact that he's you know a professional like that but i'm loving this aj styles he'll heal aj styles are gonna beat up anybody i see uh, the club looks strong. They, uh, actually, you know what? Uh, Gallows and Anderson look stronger now than they have at any point in their WWE run. Now, and I don't know what I don't know what it is about that, but they look like relentless. Like they gonna come in and beat up anybody that they see. I don't think I saw that before from them. Did you see they uh, when they debuted? Yeah, I saw, came back yet. I saw when they debuted. Oh, they, so you saying they look stronger than they look stronger then. now than they did then some strong words because they was bodying the usos at that point i 
it's just it's it's something about them now where and i don't know if it, it obviously it has to do with aj being there too and his attitude as well but i think they're just going to get more more heel-esque as time goes on and look stronger i think we're going to see right. some big things out of them but yeah that that match yes. between them was, was was between them and, and him and ricochet was awesome it's that boiler club mentality. I think that's all it comes down to. The things yeah. that got them over in Japan is coming out now. Yes, and they need to keep doing it. Yeah, and, and I think they're going to only go up. So, I mean, they're yep. fighting for the U.S. Championship match. Next is probably, I'm guessing, if Seth wins it back, it's gonna, probably going to go after the Universal Championship. Yep. So it'll only elevate them as they go further. So our next match is a last-second match that was added with uh, KO versus Dolph Ziggler. And I can recap the match for you. Slap, kick, stunner. <laughs> Done, And that was it. Yes. And Done. that was it. Good old Ziggs doing the J-O-B as he does the yeah. best. I was so conflicted with this because Dolph Ziggler is one of my favorite wrestlers um, in this modern age, and Kevin Owens is one of my favorite wrestlers. So, be and part of me was very angry. The See? only thing, the only thing I'll give it is that it was so short that it can't even be considered a squash. Yeah, and it kind of protects the finisher, that stunner, like an RKO. Like, you expect if you somehow RKO someone right off the bat, the match is over. Same thing right. for the stunner. Mm -hmm. so. that's, that's a good point, yeah. You sleep at night. Helps <laughs> you sleep. <laughs> and it almost scared you again today. Because you almost did it again today on SmackDown. So. <laughs> yeah. See, I miss SmackDown, but... Thank you for the spoilers, Yeesky. Gosh. <laughs> well, no, <I'm> <laughs> In our next segment, we're going to spoil everything for you on SmackDown. So just hang tight for, hang tight for like a couple more minutes. Uh, let's move on to the WWE Championship match. Kofi Kingston defeats Samoa Joe and retains his belt with a trouble, from, uh, trouble in paradise. One day, Samoa Joe. One day, man. Okay. One day. Just not now. I don't know when. But one day, man, you're going to have a championship run, a well-deserved championship run, because let's face it, nobody cuts promos in this climate of WWE today like Samoa Joe. And you can even say in pro wrestling, that dude cuts promos intense. He's always intense. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, in person, he's just a chill dude. Like, yeah. he's... God, uh, just... Just, he's just just a cool guy. So just to be that intense in a promo, making me worry about my wife that I don't have, like, <laughs> like you gonna show up at your door and like, choke you out, <laughs> right? I when when I'm worried about, I, it's it's two things that I fear, man. Um, drowning in water because you know they say we can't swim, and two. <laughs> The fat, muscular arms of Samoa Joe. Um, <laughs> like, those things frighten me. Because this man puts everybody to sleep and still lose. How you put somebody to sleep and still lose? <laughs> right. He take that L, but you know he ain't taking it fully. 
he coming for you. Exactly. Coquina yeah. Clutch is coming next. <laughs> but no, it was some great spots in that match, though. Like, you had the spot where Kofi Kingston was going for uh, uh, a dive off the ropes, and uh, Samoa Joe just nonchalantly walks out the way. Uh, it's just cool. And he, uh, he phased out the way like Noctis. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he just fades out the way. <laughs> and then. Uh, you got you had a spot where uh, Samoa Joe was going for a sleeper chokehold, uh, but before he could get it in, Kofi Kingston was using the ropes to leverage him over, leverage him out of the chokehold. So instead of letting him leverage himself out, Samoa Joe just slams him to the floor. And it's at a mess because when Kofi Kingston got back up. He was able to, I think what happened, he uh, Irish ripped Samoa Joe and then hit a trouble in paradise out of nowhere, which I was surprised about because, like, you need a good, decent amount of space to make you look good, get hit it out of nowhere. It's just that he's that fast. Yep, timing was on point. Yeah. And the weird part about Samoa Joe is that he is a man who does not lack for confidence. No. Even though he loses every every title match he's been in so far, at least for the top title, I think he's 0-8 now, but he still carries himself with a great deal of confidence. So. Yeah. Like, one of, the mo- one of the times I was scared for Brock Lesnar when he was the champion, even though he's champion now, spoiler alert, was when he went up against Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe put Paul Heyman to sleep. So I thought Paul, <laughs> yeah. uh, Samoa Joe was going to pull up on his family and put them to sleep. Dude, it was like, <laughs> you're going to feel something now. <laughs> it's, <laughs> and it's okay. It's Look, okay. <laughs> you start fixing his tie. Yes. Like, dang, man. Like, if you going to kill me, just kill me, bro. Like, don't fix my tie for me. Don't make sure I look good when I die. <laughs> Just kill me. I ain't, I ain't worried about it once I'm dead. But. That is signs <laughs> of an excellent heel right there. <laughs> so let's move on to our final our final pre-planned match. Uh, it was the, uh, the both the Women's Royal Championship title and the Universal title up for grabs. We had Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch versus uh, Corbin and Lacey Evans. And of course, we... Uh, as predicted, well, at least I think Jamal Jam thought it was gonna be they're gonna swerve us, but mm-hmm. Seth Rollins and Becky, of course, retains the belt. But I will say, here's my question: Should the WWE have teased Baron Corbin's end of days on Becky prior to this? <laughs> teased it? No, they did it. Per- they did it excellently the way that they did. Because I'll admit, the people popped. The fans popped when Becky got hit with the end of days. Yep. We all popped. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious, man. Hey, listen, I, I the thing I want to say about this, the two things. One, that was the that right there was probably the moment of the night was Baron Corbin hitting the end of days on Becky, and two, the Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans naysayers need to be quiet. Because, mm-hmm. because they both did awesome in that match for what the for what they do. I've always been a Baron Corbin fan. I just don't like his attire, <laughs> and I think that's what a lot of people's 
beef is. I mean, yeah, let's face it, the dude looked like a waiter, and we all know that. But I've always liked Baron Corbin, his, uh, you know, the way he carried himself. He a big dude, athletic guy. His moves, I mean, the setup move and the finishing move is awesome. Um, and Lacey, man, she just, she's a heel. She is a heel, like a heel's heel all the time. How many people in WWE still do that? Like, where are they just a heel all the time? Like, not too many people. So, she she definitely gets points on my board for that. Uh, and uh, she, 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 uh, she on the come up, man. Obviously, we know she's still a tad, a tad green in the ring. If she tighten that up, man, she could be a real big superstar. But she on her and way. That's only going to come naturally with just yep. years, get a years under your bill. So. Especially being in the ring with people that she in the ring with. Um, right. That's just, that's going to, that's going to come. Yeah, like uh, I just want to say, uh, shame on you, cameraman. It was a very <laughs> odd spot that even ended up on Reddit, where Lacey Evans was just clearly trying to show how she had um, her opponent's name on her bottom, but the cameraman took advantage of that situation and got a little bit too, you know, indecent. <laughs> shame on you, cameraman. Yeah, uh, Lacey Evans is a mother of America. A marine and a marine so you know be respectful um this is not japan and they, you know we we respect women it's 2019 yes i think that the cameraman took liberties he took too much liberty you know <laughs> like he took he took boston tea party levels of liberty <laughs> yes he did um but no. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. That end of days was a hot moment. Uh, the all the candlestick spots was very nice. Mm-hmm. The table spot was kind of awkward because it took forever for the yeah. Movie. That was the only thing that table spot was awkward. Yeah. Yes. But especially uh, when especially when they needed to work together to do a tables get a table exactly. set up. Normally one grabs one, the other grabs the other, but no, they have to work together as a pair. Yo, I just thought about. This was today, and I was like, what if... So they sat them both on two separate tables, right? Right. So what if if Seth Rollins, like, reversed suplex uh, Becky into Lacey, and then how he does, he rolls into another suplex, but then he does, like, a backflip on Baron Corbin, if they did it that way. Oh, that would be nice. Well, Seth Rollins' knees don't work no more. <laughs> 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 and, and that would be nice though that's too high a spot for Becky yeah. oh wow slander <laughs> we gonna talk about all this slander that you've been sending in the group chat late, later Yiski we'll talk about that when we get to the uh, to the women's raw championship match for SummerSlam alright <laughs> of course uh, that match uh, the tag team match is basically just set up for the cash in for Brock Lesnar and once again, the crowd, even though they don't want Brock, they still pop when Brock comes out, cashes in, F5's Rollins, and takes his Universal Championship back. <laughs> hey, I can't blame him, man. Seth's run has been dry. Hey, man, man, man. This is a lot of man, slander. Entire, yeah, <laughs> I think the entire, the entire run with Becky just killed Seth hey. Rollins. Yes. It killed Becky. Come so. on, man. You're supposed to be the architect. You know what I mean? The beast slayer. And here you are running around 
uh, uh, wooing, you know, your, your girl on uh, WWE programming like you spanky from Little Rascals. <laughs> and, 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 you know, running around like that. It's like, come on, bro. Like, really? Yeah. So, so are you happy Brock took the belt back? Yes. And I'm not a Brock fan. You know this. But I was happy about that. No, was it because... Go ahead. I was about to say, I don't know if I'm happy or... <laughs> I, to be honest, my natural emotion was that I was upset. Because to me, even though it hasn't been the best run for Seth Rollins, I still like Seth Rollins as a performer. Like I After, like... They probably was going to separate... He was going to separate from Becky... Uh, being on screen so we probably would have got the stuff that we was looking for yeah the only thing is I, I don't think Seth is that great on the mic so he can't entertain me all he can talk about is passion my passion for wrestling that's what all baby faces can do right like yeah, but you gotta have some other entertainment level that you can reach achieve like Austin Rock if you wanna be the man if you want if you expect people to pay $600 for a meet and greet with you. All right. I see your point. Is that how much so, it was? Uh, for if you want the... If you want... It's $600 Canadian plus fees. So I think probably about $450 US dollars. Okay. That would be an, a photograph, an autograph, and a 30-minute Q&A with 25 other people in you. For four fifty, man, better press for on. Seth freaking Rollins. I mean, I pay that for The Rock, but <laughs> Seth Rollins, no, thank you. Man, nobody paying two car payments for that. Nope. Yeah, same thing. Same thing. For, yeah, same thing for Becky and same thing for Kofi. Sorry. And I think that's what people people are slamming him because those are not. I mean, WWE puts them as their top stars, but in reality, I don't think people view them as top stars. No, they're not, like you said, rock or stone cold level. Nope. Nope. So we'll be back in a, a minute, and we're going to talk about kind of the after results of uh, Extreme Rules, and we'll talk about Raw and SmackDown and the road to SummerSlam. Hey, this is from the podcast. And listen, man, this is day one hundred. I've been keeping these audio recordings every day. Day one hundred. You might say day one hundred of what? Day one hundred of no Sasha Banks showing up, man. I, I I I'm I'm trying to just be okay, man. I'm trying to get over it. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. Ah! I'm cool. I'm cool, man. I, I, I'm really cool. I, I'm not going to get upset about it. I thought she was going to show up yesterday, man. It was the perfect perfect time for her to show up. And I, I just don't know what happened. I mean, Nikki led us last week on Raw when she said she should get her a friend that cares about her. And I'm sure I'm not the only one that thought that she was going to show up. <laughs> I thought, man. I thought, I thought she was going to show up. That's Sasha. Sasha, where are you? This is day 100. We haven't seen you yet. Sasha, come on. I'm cool. I'm cool. 
I don't know what everybody thinking about, man. I'm cool. You know, I go to work. I tell people, man, look, I'm cool. I'm cool. <laughs> I'm cool. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm cool, man. It's just, it's just one of those things, man. I, I really don't know what's going on. I mean, a hundred days. Can y'all imagine that? One hundred days with no Sasha Banks. I mean, it's almost like she's fading away from our memory. I, I, I really don't know. Sasha, come back, please come back, Sasha. We need you. I keep telling everybody I'm cool. Don't ask me again. I'm cool. I mean, people just keep looking at me weird, like I'm just some weird dude. I don't understand what's going on. I really don't. Listen, I hope that this this recording don't get out to anybody, especially the other two people on the podcast. You know who I'm talking about. And yeah, they can never know. They 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 just can never know. I I, I don't know how I would look in front of them if they found out that. I was making these recordings about about Sasha and co coming back. I mean, Sasha, please come back. I don't know what they're gonna do if they find out. So they listen. They can never find out. Nobody can never find this out. Hopefully, I just want to keep these man because it helps me to get these thoughts out of my mind about her maybe never coming back. Who knows? That may happen. Maybe she never turns heel on Bailey. Maybe she never has that SummerSlam or WrestleMania match with Becky Lynch. Maybe she never feuds with Becky Lynch. Maybe she never becomes a superstar on, on SmackDown. Could y'all imagine that? That could happen. But Sasha, you need to come back. If we ever going to see these things, your fans miss you. We do. We, we, we really miss you. But, but we, we, really, we really do miss you. I mean, we really do miss you. Like, we really do miss you. I mean, I don't think they understand. We really do miss you. I mean, you please. Please, Sasha, come back. Please. Ah! I'm cool. I'm cool, but psst. Nobody can find out, okay? All right. I'm going to sign this off. And hopefully, next week, this won't be day 107. Let's see if that happens. Peace out. All right, welcome back. Now, uh, this week on Raw and SmackDown, and they certainly jumped into the road to SummerSlam uh, this week. Um, basically, on Raw, we have a couple matches set up. I know there was a lot of drum roll, dun-dun-dun-dun, on who, now that Brock Lesnar has the Universal title, who he was going to face at SummerSlam. Now, JM, Duke, they had the 10-man cross-brand Battle Royale to determine the number one contender. How surprised were you? Zero. <laughs> Look, I would say... You know, the winner of that match was Seth Rollins. But I had a 30% feeling that Roman Reigns was going to win. Uh, I got sold into that match was because if Roman Reigns wins, that means there's a potential of Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns, a straight up, which we've we seen a little bit of, but a straight up heel versus babyface to be the universal champion. Uh, when Seth Rollins made his uh, initial comeback after his uh, initial knee injury, 
uh, about a month or two, Reigns versus Seth Rollins, and that match ended up at Money in the Bank being one of my favorite matches. Um, Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns, Money in the Bank. I think if you have not seen that match, you should go watch it because that match was... It had a uh, great spot. So I was hoping that they were setting up uh, maybe a Seth Rollins and uh, Roman Reigns feud. Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar again. And I know you guys were kind of disappointed about that. I'm just like, I like it because this is going to be the first time where we finally officially get a babyface Seth Rollins in the ring with Brock Lesnar in a one-on-one fight, no shenanigans. And what do you guys think about that? Um, The match on paper, like you said, no should be a straight up match finally that we get between them. The match on paper seems nice. It's just that I I just don't want to see it again. I, I don't know why. I don't I, I don't I, I wanna see Seth go at it with somebody else. I don't wanna see this again. I already have who I wanna see face Brock Lesnar, and that is Bobby Lashley. That's what I wanna see. Something we have not seen yet. They could have done that. Do something new. We've seen this before. That's that's just my problem. Yeah, and I think even though Seth hasn't wrestled Brock Lesnar that much, they've been on TV together yes, so much. Yes, that's the problem. Talking yes. to each other all the time, especially that chase in WrestleMania. Now we're going to hear Seth talking to Paul Heyman right. and Lesnar over week after week and week. I'm just sick of the just the three of them on the screen together. You know what, Yuski? That's my problem. It ain't the match. You're right about that match, Omar. It's going to be a good match. But it's the buildup. We seem to, like you, you just you hit the nail on the head. Too much talking with Seth and Paul between them two, like we did to the WrestleMania. You have hit the nail right on the head. That's what I'm tired of. And, and the craziest thing about that match is that um, they set it up so the final four was uh, Randy Orton, um, of course, Seth Rollins, uh, Braun Strowman, and Roman Reigns. And at one moment, I think they had dumped uh, Randy Orton through the middle ropes, and it was just Seth, Seth Strowman. And, Strowman. and I, when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, brother, I don't want to see any of those three win." Yeah. And then, and then Randy Orton came in and teased the fact that he might win, and then I got excited, and then I got disappointed again <laughs> when Seth dumped him out. So. So, I mean, that's bad when I'm looking for... I mean, Randy Orton just comes and goes. But I was excited to see Randy Orton potentially face Brock at SummerSlam. It would be would have been my most exciting match out of the Final Four, guys. Yeah. You know, like, we never got... We had uh, Randy Orton versus uh, Brock Lesnar. What was that, SummerSlam? Um, 2016? Summer. Yeah, probably two years ago, 2017. 2017. Uh, but even then, we didn't get the full match out of that because they only they they only planned on giving us five minutes, and then the ending kind of got botched to where Randy got hurt. So I kind of want to see like an actual match between the two, especially since they've been giving Brock Lesnar way more time than they used to. Yeah, 
And plus, he's got that RKO that he technically, remember, he teased it really well where he came running in with RKO Brock Lesnar and go running out of the ring. Yeah. So as long as he's got that RKO, and I mean, even now, if if KO ever faces him with the stunner, it gives you like a lot better feel because kick wham stunner, RKO out of nowhere. Those two things can both put Brock down. Nah, that's oh, what that's I would a, love to see. Yeah. KO yeah. and Brock Lesnar. Last yeah. time we saw that was a uh, KO got like five centons off off the top rope just to get F five. So I don't know if I want to see that. Well, but he's got the stunner now. Yes. And those he promos practiced. with them too? Him and Heyman? Oh yeah, that would be dope. Now, uh, the other match that was set up uh, was, well, set up, there was a number one contenders four-way elimination match between Natalia, Naomi, <laughs> Alexa, and Carmella. And this, well, I know, I know we don't have a, this is garbage, but the fans called it, this is garbage, this is awful moment of the night. And watching it, even though my favorite Alexa Bliss was in there, I have to admit, it was awful. What? I mean, <laughs> I mean, you had you had the ten man battle royale. They ran through all the spots in eight minutes, and yet for these four ladies, they put them through a twenty five minute match with a lot of rest holds, two commercial breaks. What else were the fans gonna do? I mean, you can't pack them. I mean, with those four girls, uh, the other problem was. All four of those ladies were kind of losers in my book because they had never they had, Natalia hasn't been on TV for a while. Carmella hasn't won anything in a while. Naomi hasn't won anything in years. And then Alexa's lost her last couple of pay-per-view matches. So you had a group of losers face off against each other to determine the best loser, the biggest loser. You have four world women's champion in the ring at the same time. <laughs> no, 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 no. Naomi yeah, Alexa I mean, Bliss, the first time ever went Raw Women's SmackDown Women's Champion. Um, your personal waifu, um, Naomi, um, the woman to dethrone Alexa Bliss, I think, get over on the great gimmick. And still get positive reaction from uh, the WWE, even though she's not on TV as much. And Naomi, um, the 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 Jimmy the Anvil Heart, okay. Yeah. And, and what is your point? I mean, 25 yeah. minutes. Did you watch all 25 minutes? Yes. And I thought the match was great. But don't <laughs> get me wrong. It wasn't no five-star, four-star match, but it was at least a solid three-star match. Like <laughs> That was not a three-star match. That's not a three-star match. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you telling me when uh, <laughs> when uh, Naomi did the one the, the one thing of my jig and Alexa Bliss took that as an opportunity to get a pin on both of them? That wasn't a nice moment. 
Naomi had maybe one or two moves in there that was nice. Uh, but as as Yiski said, 25 minutes, bro. Are these the four women that you would give 25 minutes to? Yeah. Did they give <laughs> Did they give 25 minutes to? Was that triple threat match at WrestleMania with Sasha, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte 25 minutes? Think nope. so? No, that was like eighteen. No, eighteen twenty-one. So, so if we want to talk four women, you're going to give a twenty-five minute match to these four are not it. And and listen, you can take it for what it is. Obviously, they excellent talents, but when you're in they, what Nassau, right? New York, Nassau, Long Island, New York fans, and these are the four that you give a twenty-five minute match to. You set yourself up for failure. Now, the crowd is wrong for saying this is awful. Okay. We just going to set that straight right now. They should have never done that. However, do I agree with them secretly? Yes. Because the oh, match was man. not good. Confirmed <laughs> on Yeeski and, uh, <laughs> and JL. I feel like I've been. Uh, I jumped the gun and signing a contract <laughs> with these two. Uh, I'm, I'm asking for my release. No, you locked in, baby. We ain't letting you go. We like Vince. Vince ain't going to let you go either. We ain't letting you go. We're going to sign I'm you like, for five more years. I'm asking for my release. Uh, am I able to do any other podcast? No. You, you got to no. not 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 compete. Not compete clauses in your contract. You know, it, it, uh, you know, I can't, I can't even make it a pass or somebody else's. You, you know, uh, um, uh, Duke, after... After hearing you call that a three-star match, we may have to send you a doctor's note to go see the optometrist. <laughs> yes, Bef- before you can come back, please uh, give us your optometrist uh, results, and then you First come of back. First all, y'all gotta give me some insurance money. I don't, ha- I don't get no kind of, uh, of uh, stability. I'm a millennial too, so like, how am I supposed to live <laughs> off this two dollars and fifty cent I get from this podcast every week? Ramen noodles, man, don't you know? Come on, man. man. High blood pressure and everything. It gets you, get you so far, just like this match only got us so far. <laughs> so let me ask you guys this: If you guys could replace anybody with anybody in this match, who would you replace it with? Well, I got one person, but I'm gonna not name her name. Uh, that's for sure. But I mean, I haven't really. Natty is. I think I like heel Natty better, and she is obviously a technician in the ring. I don't know if I mind Natty, um, at all. Obviously, um, Naomi, I like her as a heel better too. She's very athletic, but she's just dull as a. As a face, he, he talks like every um, black woman should speak. As a rat, not that that's wrong for me to say. She speaks very easy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. easy now. <laughs> like her character is basically like I'm a fun, I'm your fun uh, older sister from the hood. Like, see, see, who do you know goes out there and say I'm a snatchy ball ball? <laughs> nobody, Dang. nobody but her. <laughs> like I, I think stuff like that that she does just for the for the African American culture that she takes out of the African American culture and puts on live TV. Maybe I'm just a sucker for it, but that's just great. 
It is great, but it sounds forced. What? It sounds forced when she says it. When she talks, it sounds scripted all the time. Okay. Now that when she says that, maybe not. But when she cuts a promo, it sounds like she's reading from a teleprompter. I don't know if that's how she sounds in real life. I haven't watched like, you know, Total Divas or nothing when she was on there. I really don't know how she sounds when she's just having a regular conversation. But it just sounds like she's reading from a teleprompter. Yeah. And you know what? That, that That's a good point because I'm not going to sit up here and lie because I do like Naomi. It does. That is something that she deals with. It. It's that whole natural feeling. Yeah. Now, not doubting the skills in the ring. The girl is athletic as I don't know what. And in that match, she's probably not probably. She was the most athletic person in that match. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And she wanted the most athletic in the whole entire locker room. So, not doubting the athleticism or nothing like that. It's just like the character, man. I prefer Team Bad uh, Naomi, personally. And Team Bad Naomi wasn't on TV. Good point. <laughs> Good point. Well, I would have, I mean, just throwing Nikki Cross in there, Lacey. Yes. Yep, yep, oh, yep. I, there's, no reason, there's no reason why she shouldn't be in and if there, I mean, if there was not really a wild card, why don't Charlotte show up too? Yes. Or someone just show up. It didn't make I any sense. But Lacey Evans needs to be kept away from the women's title for the next two years. She's been in the women's title scene <laughs> for two years. It's only been about four months. Well, she doesn't so, actually have to win the match. Just be in the match and replace. I, don't I got too much anxiety of seeing her anywhere near a title scene. I would have brought up, up Shayna Baszler and put her in. Ooh. Nah, you yeah, can't go wrong still, with Shayna but, she, but she still got that NXT belt, so. Yeah. Hey, champion like Kevin Owens? Yeah. But see, that that's something that, that's more WrestleMania than right. SummerSlam. If you're going to do that, you get, that's the road to WrestleMania when you do that. Exactly. Now... Are you looking forward to the Becky versus Natalia matchup at Mania? As I've been uh, dogging both of those, uh, you will not see any Hurranas. Uh, you will not probably see any top rope moves. You may see second rope leg drop at best. Uh, so, I mean, <laughs> jump ahead. Shoulder watched, block from the, from the top rope, maybe. Yeah. I, just the, I watched... Um, the short little match between Liv Morgan and Charlotte from SmackDown today. And in just a minute and a half, I saw more athleticism from Liv Morgan. Oh, no. Yeah, Liv Morgan then, Becky and Natalia combined. Okay, I'll tell you this. I'm looking more forward to the promos between them two and the Twitter interaction than the match. Because I was sold on the match because of what they did when after she won. And the interaction between them two on the mic was exciting. That's what I'm looking forward to more than the match. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't really know what, well, how the match is going to be. We all know what Natty bring. We just said she's a technician. She come from the Hart family and all that good stuff. We know that about her. Becky is Becky in the ring. I, it's not going to be a five-star match for sure. We already know that. I don't think Becky Lynch's five-star match. Uh... 
No. Yeah, like, I think the most you can ever get out of her is a four star, and that's a that's a very hard four stars to pull out. Yeah, and that's the reason why Charlotte was in that trip, made it a triple threat match at WrestleMania. Yeah. In hindsight, WWE knew what they was doing. We all was mad about it, wanted it to be Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch, but they were smart by putting Charlotte in. Yeah. yeah. So is Vince McMahon really a genius? Of course he is. He's just got some other tendencies that we don't like. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the next part of his genius was the finally the unveiling of Bray Wyatt. As he basically attacks uh, Finn Balor after he's defeated by Samoa Joe. And he gets the uh, sister Abigail. And then they show his... uh, weird little uh, mask on his face a scary mask and then my son says <gasps> what is that <laughs> <laughs> everything about that was perfect timing man. perfect timing everything they did the music slowed down the fan like, in there uh, all that stuff the glitches yeah. in the computer screen or yep. was that just the cameraman boxing <laughs> yep. now so it looks like this is another match that's going to be set up for WrestleMania or for SummerSlam. If you recall, just last year, Finn whoa, Balor, whoa, Demon whoa. Finn Balor, defeated Bray Wyatt last year's SummerSlam. So, does the slight repackaging of Wade Bryant make, make you excited for the rematch? Yes. So, I'm hoping that. Finn brings back the demon Balor and then finally lets Bray Wyatt beat that one and get that moniker off his back. I agree. You cannot have Bray cannot lose. That's number one. Can't. Finn can take that pin. Hey, Finn is like probably the best person to get a a decent win on. Yeah, he could take that pin. And then what you do yeah. is you take that pin, right? You get mad. You bullet club. Or the club, I'm sorry. The club. Yeah. The invite from AJ, or does he just invite himself? Well, you know, you just have him hang around, be in the back. They hold they start that whole thing where they see him. You know, they too sweet him. And then you get the internet rumors going. Well, mm. But he is taking a two month hiatus after SummerSlam. Well, for he- his well, if vacation. he, if so he, he taking come a, back after yeah, if you're taking a two month hiatus, then you so you're away from TV. He come back, somebody in trouble, think he about to help him. Nope, club. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see what happens with uh, Wyatt, Wyatt and uh, Balor at uh, SummerSlam. Yeah. So now let's move on to tonight's episode of uh, SmackDown. As we uh, continue to look at the road to uh, SummerSlam. Um, so tonight, it furthered the... They haven't announced it yet, but it really certainly looks like it's going to be Shane versus KO at SummerSlam. How excited are you to see this? I know they feuded it last year or a couple years ago. Um, but now the roles... Yeah. But now the roles are kind of reversed. Where KO's the babyface... Shane's the bad guy. I actually think it's going to be a, a good match. I'm looking forward to that. 
I know what I said mm. about Shane being on TV too much, too many matches. But I think it's going to be a good good interaction between them two. I think it's going to be a good match. I'm sorry. Y'all think this is going to be a good match. But you don't think... <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> now, this, now, this is going to be at least a three-star match. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I, I, I saw those two live at uh, the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. And uh, they got great chemistry together. Kevin Owens is great. Uh, he's one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, Shane McMahon is underrated. I really think that uh, if they if they are lazy out there, it's going to be a three-star match. Be a four-star. Uh, if they... Well, my only concern is going to be run-ins galore. Because as tonight, well, if you didn't watch SmackDown, the end, um, Shane brought all the heels of SmackDown to surround the ring. Mm-hmm. And basically, as you look at it, most of those guys aren't going to have a match at SummerSlam. So <laughs> <laughs> if he wants to keep them busy, um, uh, I can picture a lot of guys running in to help uh, help out KO. And even people he called out for, like AOP, where they're st- still helping Shane, even though they're being held back by him. <laughs> that is ironic. So... We'll see. I I was actually looking forward to when they the, the heels surrounded the ring. I was expecting a stunner city to happen, but instead we just got one stunner to Shane. Oh, and I was I expecting don't... people the each of the heels to run in one at a time and do like what Austin did and stun thirteen people in like fifteen seconds, but not quite. I, I think Kevin Ko needs a little work on the stunner. Because yeah, that stun- the stunner he gave to Ziggler did not look very good. And the stunner he gave to Shane, it- Shane was like a delayed reaction on the stunner. Yes. Like Stone yeah, Cold said, you got to put some stink on it, son. You know, yeah. <laughs> so, I guess we'll see what happens at SummerSlam. Uh, another match that's set up, we'll go with the women's tag team title match. Well, it's not set up, but it's pretty obvious. It's going to be. The Kabuki Warriors um, cashed in on their opportunity to face the champions Iconics. And, of course, the Iconics lost by countout, so they retained their title. So what it looks like is going to be the Kabuki Warriors going after the Iconics and finally getting their real match, I'm guessing, at SummerSlam. That should be a squash match. Sorry, yes. sorry, Iconics. I love you. I really do. I love the, 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 the dynamic between you two. Always entertaining on screen. Always looking forward to seeing you on WWE programming. But that should be a squash match. It is Asuka and Kyrie Sane. Come on, man. Really? That's no competition right there I mean, in the ring. Zero. Asuka literally beat both beat up both Billy Kay and Peyton Royce yeah. on NXT at the same time. So yeah. yeah. And even in that minute thirty-five seconds they had today, it, it looked like a squash. Because they were pulling off uh, the Buki Warriors were doing their tag team moves one after the other on those two girls, and they just looked completely helpless. So hey. I- I'm hoping maybe they throw some other tag teams in there just to make it a little more even. So make like maybe a four way tag team or make a TLC tag team match. Put a Bliss and uh, uh, Nikki Cross or some other tag teams in there just to liven that match up. 
Because that match can't last more than like five minutes. No. They go one-on-one. Um, so now going on to the other match that's been set up. Um, so we had a tag team match with uh, Ember Moon's been teasing her secret partner against uh, Manny Rose and Sonya Deville. And basically out comes Bailey. They properly squash Manny Rose and Sonya. And then after the match, Bailey's like, hmm, who do I want to face? Oh, wait a second. Oh, Ember. Hi, Ember. Let's wrestle at SummerSlam for my title. <laughs> the slander, man. That's basically what she did, man. I was disgusted. Disgusted. You understand? Disgusted. I, oh, yeah. Oh, I see you over there, uh, uh, Ember. Yeah, you want to wrestle me? Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll be friends and we'll have a nice match at, at, at SummerSlam. No heat between us. You know, just two smiley face, baby face. Going at it in the match. And and as stupid as this sounds, right when there, when I forgot who the host was, was going to ask, well, how about that? I still expected the boss's music to kick on. Dude, uh, who are you telling? I was, like, I was like, wait, is this a joke? <laughs> no, they just set the match up just like that. Yes, She's they like, did. Oh, the second biggest show of the year. Do you want to wrestle me? I Do you want to face my belt? I think they trolled the fans on that one with that whole whole thing because everybody thought that it was going to be Sasha. So they better go to Toronto, take their posters down, scrub out Sasha and put Bailey or Ember Moon in her spot. So you got me mentioning that name again. I said I wasn't never going to mention it. As a matter of fact, as of now, she's defollowed. You understand? Defollowed. Dunsky. And the, I need and, proof. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Unfollowed is the right term. Unfollowed. And I think the most amazing part is that Charlotte was in that ring no more than five minutes prior. So that meant she was still in that backstage area when Bailey was offering up her tag or her championship opportunity to people. And Charlotte didn't even bother to come out and and say, hey, what about me? Nope. What about me? Um, let me let me ask you guys this. You know, one of the things we all have bad as fans is that we jumped the gun too fast. We jumped the gun too fast on the whole Becky Lynch versus uh, Ronda Rousey situation because we was all upset, but it, it ended up working out in the long run. Yes. So what if they're setting up some kind of heel turn or something exciting gone too soon on the whole situation. So, for example, what if Bailey decides to uh, pull out a tombstone power driver uh, table on a set of steel chairs and we're just jumping the gun too soon or calling it like not that great of a decision? You talking well, about Ember Moon? On um, Ember Moon? On Ember Moon, yes. Uh, that would be awesome. Yeah. I, I don't think our problem is the match. It's how they just matter-of-factly just randomly set it up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ember Moon is a great talent, and I'm a fan of yeah. Bailey's. And if she turns... Dude, how awesome would that be for them to have a, a gentleman's match? And then they go to hug, and all of a sudden, Bailey turn on her? Bro, you're talking about the next 
uh, the next uh, Becky Lynch esque rise on that. Uh, yeah, it it would have made more sense if like Ember Moon wrestled Charlotte or someone ahead of it to kind of make it look like she earned her spot. Mm, yeah, I mean in that match she did get the pinfall win, but that was because Bailey uh, did uh, Bailey uh, belly to Bailey on Sonya Deville. So then Manny Rose is just hobbling around the ring, the Eclipse. So if you had done something that would make it seem worthy, I mean, the fans wanted it. So they set it up that way. So the fans would start cheering for Ember because she was still standing in the ring while they're interviewing Bailey about who her opponent would be. But it, if they just gave us some credence that Ember was worthy of that spot or had done something to really earn that spot, I mean, maybe she could... I mean, she'll probably ramp up that match and make it exciting, but just the the, the stuff is a little, the start is a little rough, in my opinion. Uh, okay. Yeah, and then even like the yeah, and then even like they're setting up the Kofi match. I mean, they had Elias, Samoa Joe, and Randy Orton all come out and kind of stake their claim to why they should be the number one contender. And of course, they didn't resolve it yet, but then. They each have their little spots in that match. Their uh, the six man tag match to kind of show them why they should have been the one worthy of that of that spot. So you had Samoa Joe, Coquina Clutch put Kofi to sleep, or is it? I think it was Kofi. Yeah, and then you have Randy Orton RKO. Was it Xavier? No, he he RKO. Who did who did who did Samoa Joe put to sleep? He must have put to sleep. Uh, must be Xavier. Oh. Samoa put someone to sleep, and then Randy Orton RKO'd. He RKO'd Kofi at the end of the. For the to win the match. Oh. So. So you got. I mean, at least do something that makes you credible, worthy of that type right. of match. So. Yep. RKO and Orphy. And. Yep. And then. Yep. Oh, no. Yeah. Samojo uh, choked out Xavier and then Randy RKO'd Kofi. So, well, we'll see how it goes up. So, we, we got to get some matches set up um, for SummerSlam. So, we'll see how these matches play out and how the card clears up a little bit more going forward. Yep. So, as of, as of right now, on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you for SummerSlam? Five. Oh, five, and that's Mr. SmackDown. Yeah, and you know what? That's probably as high, if not lower, than what we gave to or Extreme Rules. Yep. And we know how they delivered. So, but you know, we yes. got a whole good month ahead of us. Yeah, they got yeah. time. So, yeah. yeah. Yes. Might get some uh, Shakespearean storytelling. Good. But, uh, I got a question. What what was that you Brian uh, announcement about tonight? He didn't make. He one. didn't make. He didn't make one. What was that whole email about? Vince, don't be emailing me some false <laughs> advertisements. He jumped the gun. Uh, <laughs> he came out, walked back, came back out, walked back, came back out, walked back. Then and he then dropped the mic. Yep, and then Samojo came out, and then yep. they moved on to the next segment. What? So, well, and, New Day was running, running down. Uh, and that's when I stopped watching SmackDown. After that. 
Because I said you made a big hoopla about some announcement all over Twitter on your WWE account. Everybody's speculating what it's going to be. You got polls out, all these podcasts saying what's up. And this is what you do. You walk him out three times. He drops the mic and leaves. That's what you wrote in for that? So once I seen that, that's the last thing I seen on SmackDown tonight. Just like the last thing you saw on Sasha Banks' uh, Twitter was you on following with her. Yes, there's your proof. You got your proof? Wait, you know what? I got my proof. <laughs> wait, a second, wait, a second, wait a second. Wait. You know what? He's just sending us now, and then as soon as we uh, close <laughs> off, he's going to click that follow button. <laughs> right. I'm going to have to go through your following list of your right, know no, 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 And then he's going to create a, uh, a burner account to follow Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be like, how you know that? I'll be like, what, what, huh? How you know that about Sasha, what? <laughs> All right, so we'll be back. Climax. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Before we go up, break, so, D1 Climax just had a pop-up low blow. First time I ever saw that. A pop-up low blow. Yes. Like he popped him up like a pop-up <laughs> power bomb, but then low blowed him? Like, how do you even protect yourself from that? <laughs> and at the same time, who thinks of that? So, yeah. <laughs> oh, so you pushed him up like a European uppercut, but just uppercut down there. Yes. Oh, no, he did it with his legs, though. Well, oh. He, so, like, he did the low blow with the leg instead of his arm. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, we'll see how long this lasts. So, I'm not following Sasha. <laughs> You know what? I, I may just uh, slide into that account and just follow her back again, and then we'll, we'll frame JM for tweeting to Sasha every day. Please come back. Please come back. <laughs> yes. So we'll be we'll be back in a minute with our final uh, comments for the week. This is this garbage. garbage. Get him out of there. Yo, this your boy, JM, Fickle Fan Podcast, and guess what? That's right, Duke. I'm taking over your segment for the week of the This Is Garbage. Yes. And my This Is Garbage moment of the week, you already know what it is. I kind of alluded to it already. And the This Is Garbage moment of the week is the doggone reunion that they're supposed to be having next this coming up Monday. I mean, can we please get past the 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 attitude era of WWE? I mean, we're going to see some old dudes get in the ring and it's like we have new talent that is on the roster right now that needs to be displayed. I don't want to see Undertaker. I don't want to see, and as much as I love Stone Cold and The Rock and these wrestlers that I grew up watching, there are legends in the game. Nobody is discrediting any of that, but you have people that you need to be getting over right now. And so hopefully that's what they're going to do because I do not want to see what I saw a few WrestleManias ago when he's like when Stone Cold and, and, and it was that Mick Foley and I forget who else they had in there came in and buried a couple of the younger talents. We don't want it. Well, I don't want to see that, man. I really don't want to see that. And so why would you have this two weeks after your uh, after your Extreme Rules pay-per-view anyway? It's like you could have picked a different time to have this. But yet here we are 
going back to the well at the attitude era yet again and now we're gonna see these dudes in the ring it's like i don't want to see that please build your new wrestlers you want to know the reason why these people can come back and uh get in the ring like that and people pop for them like stone cold and the rock because they built them up like that who among the new talent in another 15, 20 years or another 50 or just say 10 to 15 years are going to quote unquote come back to the WWE and people are going to want to see them like these guys. I can't name you one wrestler right now. And so that's the herein lies the issue. We need new people to be built up. OK, new people. And I'm still trying to figure out again, what is the thought process of them doing this? Two weeks after your pay-per-view. How does this fit in at all? How are you, how is this fitting into the storylines that's going on? So just a, just a little uh, garbage moment for me. It's like, dude, why? Why are you doing this right now? Right now? Like, what's the purpose of this? Is this going to help people towards SummerSlam? Huh? Are you going to help your younger talent towards SummerSlam in doing this? I just think that it's just such garbage for them to do this right now. And I'm just tired of seeing these dudes come back and, and just do for what you you I mean you done bought up almost every talent in the whole world and you got them sitting in the locker room and catering and stuff like that doing nothing but yet you want to bring uh you want to bring uh stone cold back in for a couple of stunners it's like come on bro like really so that right there this week that's my this is garbage that's how you do it duke All right, it's your boy JM, Fickle Fan Podcast. <laughs> this is garbage. Peace. All right, welcome back. So now we're going to go around the table and have our concluding comments uh, for the week. We'll start with you, Duke. I just want to say shout out to all the women out there. You guys are amazing, talented um, athletes and performers. Dr. Britt Baker, I'm sorry that you got a concussion, but, you know, that's what happens um, when you uh, when you uh, don't wrestle for WWE and Vince McMahon. No, I'm joking. Please keep staying at AEW. Um, and, and I want to say shout out to Naomi. My cohorts may not appreciate <laughs> your talent and skill, but I do. And that goes for you too, Natalia. Um, and uh, Becky Lynch, you may not have the best or most exciting move list, but I still have faith on you as a performer. I just wish you would stop saying you don't. Because you sound like uh, Homer Simpson when you say that. So yeah, 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 yeah. If I <laughs> any any single female wrestlers out there, just know you know you can follow me at Duke hashtag Fickle Fan Podcast on Twitter. Um, you, you can slide in my DMs or you can make your DMs open to me. Um, and you know I'm not saying that as dancer, but we can still dance and. Um, but I don't got no rhythm. Uh, but you can still mess with me at Duke Fickle Fan Podcast. Or you can mess with us at uh, WWF underscore Anonymous. Or you guys can check us out at YouTube with uh, 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 WWF Anonymous. I'm watching the <laughs> outro, but. Yeah, they know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um. I I just want to say, man, I'm excited about this state of just wrestling the different options 
that we have um it's uh july now so we got another two months or so for aw to start their weekly tv show um i mean you just got you know you got new japan going strong you got roh going strong um impact looking for a new tv deal they might you know change to a, a channel actually people can find um so you got all that with wwe going to fox um bischoff and and Heyman and control um there's a lot of things going on in wrestling so that if you don't like one thing you can switch to another one for the time being um i still got heat people saying it's easy just to switch from wwe and just don't watch it like you haven't been watching it for the last 20 years like it's that easy but you know that's a that's another conversation but as far as wrestling as a whole man it's as strong as it's ever been even during attitude era wcw wwf wars ecw um I think it's even stronger now than it was then just with the options and just the different styles of wrestling and all that stuff. So props to the business, everybody in the business. Like you talked about the women in the business, man, props to all the female wrestlers, top props to all the people in WWE, AEW, every promotion around the world. Keep doing your thing. Yeah. Like we love y'all. We, uh, we support you guys and, uh, you know, <clears throat> just watch out for shady cameraman uh, that get a little bit too close to the female performance. Yeah, get a little <laughs> bit too frisky there, bro. Yeah, you, I'm gonna have to fire him. <laughs> my, uh, yeah, man, please reprimand him. That, 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 I'm sure he get called into HR for that, huh? Yeah, like, uh, I mean, we don't really have an HR department. Uh, you just gotta wait that vicious door all day. <laughs> yeah. Naughty cameraman. (laughs) Bag back. Exactly. But yeah, uh, one of the things though, I kind of caught this. uh, AEW, Cody Rhodes said, excuse me. uh, That's what happens when I talk about AEW instead of WWE. But uh, they always kept talking about how AEW is going to be an alternative to WWE. But he kind of, in his comments, trying to be the best show out there and it just goes to show that nobody's trying to be be an alternative to anybody you either want to be the best or you just want to make a little bit of money so i'm glad that AEW is finally owning up and they're not being pc about this whole company situation that they're dealing with no man come on man we know what it is of course they're gonna try to take them down Somebody got to do it. And once again, he can't stop talking about WWE after his own pay per view. So. <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's all I say. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the only thing I will talk about is that uh, this weekend it's going to be about 97 degrees on Saturday, but I'm proud to report that my air conditioning is back working. So. Yeah. Thirteen hours to install it, but. It's working. Yes, so uh, SummerSlam, we're going to be in the comfort of some air condition, correct? Right. Yes. Yes. I I have some other things I got to fix, but uh, I got a breaker panel open. I got to figure out a way to revise it. So I have Novi Greg coming here to help me on Thursday if we can figure (laughs) out what to do. (laughs) Right, right. We'll we'll see. We'll see how that. The last shout out goes to you, Yiski. You made us some uh, grilled hot dogs, some hot dog broths. Um, They, They were not hot dogs. They were sweet. No, actually, they were 
spicy Italian sausages. See, either way, they were pretty good. Yeah, they were. And I, I, I just want to say thank you uh, for having us over for Extreme Rules. And uh, I can't wait till you get your setup ready so that we can start bringing you guys more footage in the future. Yep. What was the last part? Oh, that uh, we we look forward to. Uh, I don't know. I'm sleepy. It's one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> He's, All right. Well, he said we look forward to you getting your setup together so we can do more footage in the future. Oh, setup. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That's what I said. Thank you, Jay. Okay. I, I was not sure exactly <laughs> what you said. Okay. So that uh, that that dryer that I, we took upstairs. Yeah. So I already got rid of it. So. Oh, uh, already. <laughs> I, I just got to get rid of that couch. Ah, uh, okay. That that one's going for you, Duke. Yeah. That, that helped me speed my uh, progress up with the uh, <laughs> back couch. Uh, yeah, we're going to have to talk about that. All right. Well, that's a wrap for us tonight. Um, so follow us at WWF underscore Anonymous or for Twitter. And for YouTube, it's just WWF Anonymous. And then we can also find us at Fickle Fans Podcast on Anchor Podcasting Network. Uh, this is Yeeski. JM out. Your boy Duke, one love too sweet. And we are out. Like Sasha on Twitter. Fickle!